Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Who in the world is in the bottom of our screen? In the dark. <laughs> hey guys, in the I'm dark. A, I can see my shiny bald head. On the, I'm in my car currently, so uh, you can see my shiny <laughs> head somewhere in the distance. Hopefully, you can make out my accent. Uh, apologies about the. If we need a translator, talk to Dan. So John is John is in Spain. He's Spanish. No, no, no. Just kidding. Just kidding. So we have, just don't say he's from New Zealand. He's just not from New Zealand. Don't ever say that. So our guest John Gamble is in Ireland. That's and right. Along with uh, Dan Crystal, who left me. Here I am in stateside. They're in Ireland. Man, I want to be in Dublin, but thanks for leaving me. Appreciate it. Well, hey, Appreciate hey it. I mean, it was probably cheaper to fly to Ireland than it was to fly to California. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll hear about that trip later. That's a long, 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 long way. Um, so anyway, normally on the eye candy, we got new eye candy. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? All good. <clears throat> here, here to look good. That's all I'm here for, guys. You know, you guys all do the talk. Just here to look good and. Bring the eye candy, as they say. So good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah. So I've been replaced. Oh man, I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Nah. Hey, there's. We should have a. We should have a head. A head off is what we should do. We should have people vote to see who has the better head. I, I I'm already <laughs> voted. We win. So John, already, you win. Every <laughs> hair. Everybody thinks hair is that important. It's not. I mean, there was a time in my life. Don't touch my hair. And then I went into the military. Hey. Went out the door. Steve's going to the barber every two weeks. I've got, I've got an extra hour in my life every two weeks now, and a lot less money spent in barber bills, so very happy about that. <laughs> well, hey, we we do not have a lot of time for the show tonight because it is late here in Dublin, Ireland. It's uh, 11.40 p.m. GJ's just about to have dinner or already had dinner. At no, five forty, <laughs> you're going to sleep early tonight. What? <laughs> I mean, it stays light out here until I don't know ten, eleven. Wow, it's crazy! It's crazy. Wow. So much energy, but as soon as the sun goes down, I'm like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we got some things we need to share. But John, before we get started, tell us about what you do. Let everybody know who you are. And take a minute or two and just kind of describe yourself. He's a model. Let's let's get that out on the table. He's a model. That's number one. He, he's a hand, he's a hand model. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, my name is John. I'm uh, I'm 31. Um, I'm from the northwest of Ireland, which is uh, in Northern Ireland, which is actually part of the UK. So we're technically a different country than where we are right now in the Republic of Ireland. I don't know if you know that or not, but 
I am a UK citizen who lives in Ireland. And um, I'm a, kind of an entrepreneur and a business. I have a couple of businesses running. And I'm also a pastor in my church, which uh, was started in 2019, just before COVID. So um, I'm like the worship pastor there and I'm on the board of, of the church and uh, really enjoy it. And um, I'm a friend of Dan and a few of the guys from California. So they're over visiting this week in Ireland. So I'm hosting them and taking them around in my van and showing them all the sites and all the all the places where the tourist traps aren't. So uh, hopefully to get to see the stuff that you shouldn't usually see on the quintessential trip of Ireland. So that's a little bit about me and why I'm on this podcast or this uh, interview tonight. So. Yeah, well, you can call it a podcast because it is. You can call it a broadcast because it is. You can call it a show because it is. You just whatever you want to call it. And uh, by the way, ladies that are out there, John Gamble was single. We're trying to find him somebody. So I don't know how. Know. I'm still. I don't know why. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy how I'm still single. I don't know what it is. Yet. It is. I don't know. Understand? I think maybe maybe you're just too good looking. I I don't know. Maybe. There's intimidation. <laughs> There's no doubt. But God's God's leading you to the right one. Hey hey. There's a lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. Guess what it is. <laughs> Well, hey, we are going to start off with some earth news. Jesus said that we need to be watching the things that are going to be happening at the beginning of the end. One of those things are earthquakes. There are wars and rumors of wars. There are kingdoms that rise up against kingdom, nation against nation. There's pestilences. And I mean, and if you just name it, and we have signs in the sun, moon, and stars. So we, also, we always start off with the earth news, John. So what we're going to do is we're going to... Um, we're going to pop this up on the screen here. Let me see. First one that I could find. And I think <laughs> I think this is an important one. <laughs> we got some dirty flip-flops. <laughs> Things that make you go. <laughs> so we, um, I, I had to pop this up there because and this is summertime. There's a lot of people from Australia because in the in the southern hemisphere it's wintertime. So they're going going on vacations, right? Going trying to go to a warmer climate. So there's a bunch of people going from Australia going to other countries. And I think it's Sri Lanka is having foot and mouth disease that's kind of overtaking the country. And the problem is is that all these Australians are going going over there, going to the beaches. Uh, wearing flip-flops and wearing the flip-flops home on the airplane. Yeah, it's Bally. I'm sorry, Bally. My, my wife's in the background. Yeah. Thanks, Tanya, for make sure he's on point. Yes. <laughs> so in any event, they're 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 coming back to Australia, but uh, you know, Australia has this kind of chemical bath you can stick your foot in that will cleanse it, but you can't do that with flip-flops on because it'll burn your feet. So here's the problem with this. If foot and mouth disease gets on the island, of, well, it's already on the island of Valley, but if it gets on the island of Australia, it could literally knock out millions of livestock and billions of dollars, which actually happened in the UK 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah. John, so this why is this important? Because this would be considered a pestilence. It's not just pestilences that would come against humans, but also against animal livestock. And so... That's why we bring this up because this is happening now. We have another one I'm talking about in a minute. But John, talk to us about what happened here in, in well, not here in Ireland, but in the UK. What happened with that? I wasn't super old, but I was kind of like a I was a teenager, so I remember it quite well, actually. Well, it kind of was like I suppose you could really compare it to a situation like COVID. It was nothing that ever happened before. It was really weird, like any major events that year. So 
well, basically all the cattle and sheep. Well, that's I'm, I'm from a farming background, so I'm pretty well versed on it. And there's it's the main uh, industry for where I'm from, and it's a massive industry in the UK. So basically, the whole uh, cattle industry and sheep industry was wiped out. Um, in certain areas, there was the whole uh, the all like entire herds were wiped out, and um, it shut down a lot of businesses and mm. farmland felt like the, the value of it completely dropped maybe to about 10 percent of its value a lot of people went out of business a lot of people were in a bad way um it, it was a very tough time now as far as the rest of the community and the population population was concerned that any major event like big shows or concerts and things like that just didn't go ahead it was quite a strange time there was no like lockdown but there was no big events. There was never anywhere you were get a mass mass gathering of people. Um, so it, it was kind of a little bit like COVID. It was different, but it was such like a an unheard of thing and an unprecedented thing. So it was kind of a little bit like that. But it had it took about I would say about eight years for the agricultural community and the economy from the agriculture sector to kind of bounce back from it and uh, mm. took its toll for sure. Yeah. So I mean, something like this, GJ could really take out. Like you, like John was just talking about, just take out whole ma- countries. I mean, if, for Australia to have that kind of an issue, I don't know how much they import and export, but it could have a global impact. You have the whole situation in Ukraine right now with the food shortages. Like, there's a massive food shortage and inflation and food prices. You know what's this going to do? That's that's not. Uh, it's pretty scary when you think of things like that. It's it's crazy like that. Yeah. yeah any thoughts, GJ? Before we move on, I have no thoughts. I no. got. <laughs> I got nothing. No. Uh, well, two things come to mind for me. One is, you know, when I saw the headline, I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, you know, we've been talking about food shortages, as John just alluded to, and on a global scale, all these weird things are happening. So whether there's validity to any of it, it's like, okay, why are all these strange things happening on a global scale all at the same time? There's a sign right there. And I believe food shortages are definitely going to happen on a global scale. We know some countries are up and uprising right now because that's happening. And we know that it's just a matter of time before it happens around the globe because of the interconnectivity and the exports and imports of everything uh, that goes on nowadays. It's I just see how it's all coming together in a negative way. However, this was all foretold 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, what I like to do is I like to think about how many times in the uh, Old Testament scriptures that God would step in and say, yep, there's going to be seven years of famine. And it happened. And he would prepare us and prepare some to, to know that it was happening and be able to kind of address it. And so that's kind of why we do the show. Hey, we know this thing; these things are going to happen. Jesus said it. We're addressing it. There's another one that I that I wanted to pop up. If you remember, GJ, we talked about this volcano that erupted in Tonga. Remember that one? Yes, uh, six eight months six to eight months ago. Yeah, but this this one caught my caught my eye because they were doing some research on it, and they said that this massive eruption. That happened in the Tonga volcano, and I have a good friend that has some friends in in Tonga, and they were impacted by, majorly impacted. Now, we didn't hear the half of what happened over there in the states and other places, but they were massively impacted by these waves that came in, 
and also the internet. It actually took out the internet in the in, on the entire island of Tonga because the internet cables run underground under the water, and this volcano severed some of that. So they lost communication, and they couldn't get imports and exports. But what caught my eye about this was that this particular volcano, when it went off, it sent a massive pressure of pressure waves rippling through the atmosphere, and these waves were the fastest ever observed within Earth's atmosphere. They reached speeds of 720 miles per hour, and for a good friend from Ireland, 1,158 kilometers per hour. That's freaking fast. <laughs> so these pressure waves just went out. And so when we the reason why I mentioned this again is because of that is because that was a volcano. What if what if some what if it's a massive volcano like uh, Yosemite, which by the way, I'm not Yosemite, Yellowstone is a caldera. It's a massive volcano, goes off. It's gonna impact not only most of the United States, but it'll send shockwaves around the world. So I've heard, and here's why I'm saying this, and GJ can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's been many people that have said, well, you know, vol- volcanoes only going to affect certain parts of the planet. How could that really, how could that actually darken the sun across the world? A bigger volcano. <laughs> or <laughs> pretty much or a bigger volcano. A bunch of them going off at the same time. Yes, all which, over the world. Which we've had, which we've, had, we've seen over the last two years that's been going on, you know. 48 to 52, I think, has been the number simultaneously that are active or erupting. Right. So, yeah, I just want to mention that because that was interesting. And that just kind of goes to show you that these these things happen and they do impact the planet. We just sometimes don't see it. And then uh, we well, we're going we're gonna to kind of flip over wars of wars, rumors of wars, but NATO... I saw this on the Gateway Planet. I think this, did you post this one, GJ? I can't remember if you posted this one or not. I don't think I posted that one. I did see that and I was like, eh, eh, <laughs> eh. I know. I, I didn't highlight the other last three words because <laughs> I didn't want to say it. By the way, if, it, if we get kicked off next week, we'll be at the endtimes.chat below. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going to be. You'll find us there. You can, it's a subscription <laughs> channel. You can also find us on Spotify and iTunes, maybe. But yeah, tell us about this. What do you, uh, since you read this, I, didn't, I, I may have posted it, but what did you learn about it, GJ? Well, again, it's, there's all these different countries are being named, you know, time whether it's to nato or individually and you just see that there's a jockeying of countries going around and it's like okay how much truth is there again some of it i believe is rumor and i believe some of it is they're definitely jockeying to try to position themselves into uh having more uh power or authority and you can just see that with what's happened with nato russia obviously you know as john just said ukraine and I know Spain was mentioned in this article. I can't remember exactly what what was said about Spain, but the, you know it's the core NATO countries, and you know ultimately when we get into you know the ten kingdoms, which is mentioned in in Revelation, you can just see how this posturing is already happening. Yeah, I think Spain was where the NATO summit was being held, and they were talking about how. They were mapping out some kind of a war strategy against the Russian Federation. Um, so they're definitely planning on having some kind of response potentially to this Ukraine 
Russia situation. And the question that I get is, is when will it stop? You know, when will uh, it will it stop with Ukraine? No, we know that's not true. We know that the northern kingdoms will come down in Ezekiel chapter 38 and they will make war against the people of Israel. We know that's going to happen, in the, especially during the Battle of Armageddon and the very end. So we always like to, uh, John, uh, John Gamble, we, we always like to talk about that area because when we take a look at a map, what you see is that Russia and Ukraine are directly north, as well as Turkey, as well as Syria, to Israel. And then if you add China to the mix with the with all the stuff going on between Russia and China. So, John, tell us what you think about this. I mean, I know you've heard this news. I know you've been listening to it, following it. What do you think about all this stuff happening with with NATO, Spain, Russia, Ukraine's situation? Yeah, I've been following a little bit. Of, I actually got to um, I got to visit the, the border uh, just right when the thing happened with Poland. And uh, I got to see a lot of the, we got to help out a lot with the refugee stuff and the people that were genuinely looking for somewhere to go and just trying to help lo- relocate people from some of the centers and stuff. But yeah, it's just looking so, it's just looking inevitable. Ultimately, it's just, it's the fear of what, what the end game is. And there's so little, it just feels like there's no, no one doing anything about it. But then you see what's going on with NATO and stuff. Like they've clearly, they're clearly making some sort of a plan or I just, I'm not too well versed in it, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest with you, Dan, but it's, it's it's clear there's something going on with these NATO guys that are that are doing these things, but it's just where where is the end game here? Where is this going? What's the next thing? I think that the next move will be a big uh, indicator of what will happen or is that what, what stage we're at with it. But uh, it's uh, it's certainly very interesting and very sketchy what's going on over there. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, he's using Irish terminology, sketchy. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Super <laughs> sketchy. What's going on out there? Put, it's, it's very sketchy. <laughs> That's a perfect definition. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Well, GJ, I think that again, I may have posted this one, but I'd love to. We were going to talk about this a couple weeks ago when we had our other guest on, Kevin Kurtz. But kind of moving on to leading up to the tribulation, we know that the third temple will be built. There will be sacrificial things happening at the third temple during the tribulation. We know that there are 144, as it says in, in um, Revelation, will be 144,000 Jewish witnesses that go out and preach the gospel about the Messiah and Jesus being that Messiah and um, witnessing to the world. So when I read things like this, I think to myself, oh, this is interesting. They're, look at all these things that are happening to find right now that are archaeological discoveries. But did you get a chance to see this one, GJ, at all? Do you know anything about it? I didn't see this one, so no. Uh, I know we've talked okay. about some of this, but I don't have any specifics, so I'm just going to sit here and be the eye candy along with John. <laughs> well, I'll just say this. I'll just name a couple of them. There, there's a mosaic that they found depicting Deborah, who's one of the judges of Israel from what, thousands upon thousands of years ago, defeating the Canaanite king Sisera. Uh, let me scroll down here a little bit. There's an intact 5,000-year-old jug that they found from the Qumran region. The the remains of a first temple era wall in the city of David. Evidence of beer production in the land of Israel 7,000 years ago. Come on, Israel. And then here's, oh, look at this. A rebel coin unearthed by an 11-year-old may have been minted on the temple mount. But here's some of the kickers right here. This is what I, re- I really thought this was interesting. Archaeologists discover evidence of a biblical earthquake in Jerusalem, remnants of an 8th century before Christ structure that seems to have been destroyed through a natural occurrence, most likely an earthquake. 
I thought that was absolutely incredible. And they're also talking about how they found the tombs of John, the beloved, and also uh, the mother, the mother of Jesus, Mary, in one of the other one of the other towns. So I, it's it's unbelievable. Some of the things they're starting to find, and it start what it what tells me is, and you guys can speak into this maybe, is that there's all these archaeological finds are starting to connect dots that have not been connected before, and could potentially wake up the Jewish people in Israel to say, wait a second, maybe there's something to this whole Messiah thing. And we know that there's plans already being made about the third temple. There's sacrifices that are starting to be taught and they're starting to learn how to make certain things that they would do during the sacrifices. So it it's really uncanny to see all this stuff kind of unfolding. So any thoughts on that, John, at all, before we move on? It's just so, it's very fascinating, even that earthquake one, that's like, it's just, it's just like, I know the, just the fact that there's really hard evidence there, it sounds really interesting. It's just like, it's just nice. Just so, um, yeah, it's really reassuring, I guess. It's even for, even for ourselves that are doubted sometimes and be like, when is that, how can that ever happen? When is that temple going to be built? Practically, it's going to, it seems like such a, a foreign notion for that to happen. But with this, with this kind of evidence to back it up, it's, uh, it's kind of helpful and reassuring, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Some things that if you don't really dig into them, it's kind of, kind of can become, Almost ethereal, really. Like it's it's just so far in the distance, right? That you don't think it could be happening now. Yeah. Here's here's one that I just I'm gonna just pop this out there. There's another virus that was discovered. And we can we can say that now because those days are over where we can't say that. But there's some there's another one called the Marburg virus that's now starting to outbreak in Ghana. So another pestilence and this effect infecting people. So just gotta keep an eye out for that. And then, GJ, I think you posted this one. Because I posted it several, because there were some really good memes around it. So we won't go into those. So the Georgia Guidestones, which I believe were, were put in place in 1980 in Georgia. So the state of Georgia and the United States of America. And on each of these walls, they had it in different languages, but it had different rules or different things that they that was to come. So basically, they're prophesizing things to come. However, it wasn't being prophesied of what Jesus was going to do. It's what man was going to do, basically basically the elitists. And a lot of people have made that this was a structure that was made in honor of Baal, which is a form of idolatry. And anyway, this past week, I think on the, the 6th, July 6th, uh, part of it blew up, so there's question on whether it was done by man, was it some type of weapon from afar that did it, or was it even lightning? And so one guy actually took it and said, based on lightning, here's the things that you can tell when lightning strikes. And so that he gave a pretty good case for it. There it is. And <clears throat> there was lightning and major storms in that area. Uh, at 4.03 a.m., which is when it happened. And uh, he gives a really good analogy and talks about the color of purple associated with lightning. Well, then there's this purple. So whether it was lightning, whether it was, you know, done by man on purpose, no one knows at this point. Here's what I know. A lot of things have happened in the last couple of weeks, Roe versus Wade, and all these different things that, Satan does not like, and now one of the, you know, what is uh, to me an idolatry 
to bail uh, has been destroyed. And then, of course, they had to go in with a crane and take take the rest of it out because it was unsafe. People would literally go up there and see it. And it's like over in the UK where they have Stonehenge. You know, people would go up there and, you know, it's, a, it's an attraction as well. And uh, so anyway, not everybody knows the true purpose of it. Uh, but a lot of people who are Christians have said, this is going to go down, and it did. Yeah, it did, in a blaze, <laughs> an explosion blaze. Uh, have you heard anything about this, John? These are I've, these are called the, the Georgia Guidestones. They were put up in 1980, revealed to about 100 different people. Was that? Never heard of them? Never. I, I'm, I'm very familiar with Stonehenge, but never heard of this. No, but that's a fascinating situation. That's crazy. It's hard to... Uh, it's hard to get your head around. There was something behind that for sure, eh? Yeah, definitely something behind that. Whether it was man, uh, whether it was destroyed by man or God, it's something interesting to, to kind of keep our keep our focus on. Hey, there's one more thing, and then we're going to um, ask you some questions, John, about what you are seeing in Ireland. Uh, but, GJ, you posted this, and I didn't get a chance to see it until just a little bit ago. But tell us what this is. I'm going to turn on the volume. I'm going to let it play. <laughs> well, the caption said, "Why do we need this?" Yes, exactly. Well, that's in China, and I mean, I think it's, it's again, it's one of those things. It pretty much, <laughs> it, if you see it, it, it it's lifting a, a human being. So it's like somebody that's injured or potentially dead, and a machine goes and it's, it basically scoops them off the ground into this robotic I don't, I don't even know what to call it just a robotic uh, equipment and uh it's like a heavy equipment and then they've got different arms that they can and attachments they can put on it to do different things where it can carry things and so when i saw it i go okay I, it's clearly in leading up to the tribulation how types of equipment can be utilized instead of a man and just think about it a lot of people and this is something that I believe that when Jesus comes back and takes the church, there's going to be a lot of shaking. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be volcanoes. There's going to be some definitely shaking. Now, I don't think he's just going to do it quietly. So then think about all the different things that can happen when all these people are gone. <laughs> Let's say a billion people are gone. And what if they were driving a car? What if they were flying a plane? Uh, what if they're driving a bus or whatever? running a piece of heavy equipment and now they're gone uh there's going to be a lot of crazy things that happen so they've got to have things to be able to utilize for, for what's left and mm -hmm. right there those are tools and equipment that they have and just just the whole scenario of using a human being in this graphic if you can't hear it or if you can't see it you can only hear it is that they're literally scooping up the body and i'm like there's another sign. It's insane. I'm like, why? Why do we need? But I, here's what really got my attention: was is this a water bottle or a gas can? I'm just thinking, what what could that be? That's anyway, I thought, yeah. So, John, this is what this whole section we talked about: the Georgia Guidestones and the body remover, as I'm going to call it. We call it, this is our section. Of, Some context with, with that thing would be so good, wouldn't it? It's like, what is going on here? <laughs> exactly. Like, why would you even need to create something like that? It's crazy. Yeah, it is. Anyway, so um, anyway, this is our section of things that make you go. So 
Anyway, we'll back, let's focus on you for a minute, John. So tell us, tell GJ and I and everybody else that's out there, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing? What are some signs that you might be seeing in Ireland even of things that you would go, man, that's, that is something that could be a precursor or a sign or, or some kind of visual of what could happen in the end times? Well, we're, I don't know if you know much about Ireland, but we don't have, we don't have any extreme whalers. We don't have any uh, volcanoes. We don't have any earthquakes. So we just don't see a bunch of that kind of stuff. So that for us is completely out of context or just, just not on our radar whatsoever. But as a Christian, Ireland as a country has gone completely secular in the last 20 years. We've gone from a Catholic Christian country, essentially with people attending church regularly, to a very secularized world now. We've had referendums on gay marriage and abortion, things like that. And it's went, it's went against the, the Christian standpoint on that and stuff like that for sure. But as well, like anywhere in the world, is the whole political uncertainty, politics in this country is so uncertain and there are there is just no one seemed to represent or lead us in any way uh there's just no good leaders out there anymore and 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 from wherever you're from no matter what your opinion is on what your standpoint is on, on your politics there's just no one out there to represent people just feel really lost and um unheard and it's just it's a scary place to be like that with the uncertainty of it and then the economy the economy is completely crazy i mean i work a little bit in the electricity center and uh, sector and the price of electricity just keeps right. It just what there's no con, there's absolutely no control on it at all. It just keeps rising and rising, and the cost of living over here has gotten gotten out of hand, and people just aren't make, able to make ends meet, and we just we just can't make it work. So people are just searching for answers and like what's going to happen? What, what's in a year? I can I can make do for another couple of months, but if we have another year, two three years of this, what's going to happen? Like we can't we can't we can't do this. If that if that makes sense, maybe that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, TJ, got any questions for him? That's a good perspective. And when you're saying that, you know, obviously Dan and I, we follow a lot of the news on a global scale because we do the show. And I just feel like that's right in tune. What you said is the uncertainty and no one is really stepping up leading the people for good, for good, which tells me, and so I'm going to ask a question, which tells me is that People, when there's uncertainty, people are looking for something to, to find hope in. And when there's tough times, that's a lot of times when good things can actually come along. And so do you, what do you see there in Ireland specifically or the UK and Northern Ireland where, uh, you know, from the people's perspective, outside the politics, outside, of, just from a, a, a Christian belief, from a a spiritual belief. What do you What are you seeing? Do you feel people starting to come more closer to Jesus, or do you see them more they're more walking away from Jesus? Well, for me, perhaps I believe I don't know. Especially people, people, people in Ireland. Uh, finance our people's God. Our people's God. They look at the finances, and that's what they work. To, that's what they work towards. That's what they strive towards, and they don't have that anymore. That's where they get their success from. That's where they get their value. And mm. I find I think that as the more and more people I talk to you now and no, I'm in business, and there's not there's there's Christianity is not a big thing here, especially from an evangelical perspective. People go to church for an identity thing, but people talk to me a lot about it, and um, people are coming to know God for sure. But I believe because they don't have that anymore, when Jesus or God is all they have, they realize that that's all that they need really, and that's even from my own story. 
I went from a, a, a place where I, I just had nothing. So I said, well, you know what? I don't need anything. All I need is God. When I don't have anything else, I realize that the only true satisfaction can come from knowing Jesus. So I think that I think that's what good can come out of this and what will come out of this as far as a uh, Christian perspective is concerned. I really, that's great, man. I appreciate that. Speaking of which, now would be a great time since you kind of segued into it to tell us, I mean, when you, let's just say you're in church on a Sunday morning or whenever you're doing services and, and you're, you have some people walk in that are non-believers. How do you introduce them to Jesus and introduce our, some of our viewers to who Jesus is? And then maybe if you don't mind, um, let's lead everybody in a prayer to receive him. Yeah. Well, like people know people, they're, they're not, they're not unfamiliar with the gospel. That's for sure. But they just don't realize that they don't have to do anything to come to him. Uh, we're from a very religious part of the world and people think you have to do this. You have to dress like this. You have to look like that. You have to say this prayer in a certain way, but you know, there's no, that's not what Jesus is about. Jesus is going to meet you where you're at, no matter how you even accept them. If you can, uh, as this is in the Bible, if, if you confess that he is Lord, that you'll be saved. So just, just reach out to him. Just, just say, Jesus, come into my life. Just, uh, just, I want to be your friend. I want to know you. I want to know you closer. Open your heart to him and uh, be ready for him to speak to you. And if, if you want, I'll, I can, I can pray some sort of a prayer. Is that okay, guys? Yeah, please do. Let's do it. So, yeah, if you want to, if you want to receive Jesus or want to know more or or start the journey with God, let's let's pray this prayer together, Lord. I just pray that uh, you soften our hearts and uh, you open uh, you open our hearts towards you, God. I just pray that you come into our lives now, God, and you transform us from the inside out, Lord. I just uh, thank you for dying for us and for me, and uh, we just praise you and worship you, God. Come into our lives, speak to us. And help us draw closer to you. In your name, amen. Amen. Oh, man. GJ, what's Papa Reynolds say? And then lead well, us out, man. Well, for you, for you, for benefit for you, John, and anybody that's new or listening, so this, my, this was my dad's Bible. So he passed away last year in 2021. And uh, he had three Bibles. And, of course, his adulthood. My sister has one. My brother had the one that was on his nightstand. I got the one in the middle, even though I'm the oldest child. So anyway, my dad was took notes and underlined everything. It didn't matter whether it's the Bible, or whatever. So I always usually just turn to something, and I'm, <clears throat> I turn to Revelation because I knew we were talking about Revelation the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> I turn and I just turn to page eighteen twenty six of <clears throat> the this Bible. It's King James Bible, and then. Chapter 22 of Revelation, verse 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. So what you just said is basically that's how you get the, the living water to live free. And my dad wrote, Invitation to eternal, eternal life. This message is urgent and sacred. And then in the last things of the Bible, he wrote, victory in Christ. Oh, amen. So we know how it ends. No, no matter how crazy it is, no matter with all the craziness that's going on in the world, whether it's in the United States, whether it's in France, whether it's in Asia, whether it's in North, you know, North America or South America or Australia or any of these other countries or Africa, where we, you know, we have people that are watching or listening. 
victory is in Christ. And I got caught up in, in the money and the financial. So when you were talking about it, I can identify with that myself. And there's definitely idolatry tied to that. And, uh, you know, and people will say, well, how do you live? How do you survive? And, you know, obviously the, those things are, are important. But when it all comes down to it, where are you going to spend eternity? Mm-hmm. And are you sure? And if you're not sure, now's the time to get right with Jesus because of all this craziness that's going on. So you got you can spend it in hell or you can spend it in heaven. I know the three of us are going to be in heaven. And I feel like I've known you a long time, John, even though I just met you 40 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so my new brother in Christ, thanks for being on here. And um, Jesus is the way. And, uh, you know, for those that are just, just tuning in, you know, he, God and Jesus want what's best for you. Amen. Well, John, thank you so much for being on here with us. Uh, don't uh, hang up right when we get off off of the broadcast because we want to make sure you say goodbye to you. But Thanks, um, any any final words for everybody before we, before we sign off? Hey, please come b- before this whole thing's over. Make sure you see Ireland before you die, guys. It's the best place in the world. Uh, <laughs> get here, you'll uh, you'll never uh, you'll you will not leave the same. That's for sure. And we'll uh, I don't know if I'll see, you, but the Irish people will host you as best they can, and you'll uh, you'll love it. So thank you guys so much for having me on the on the broadcast. Absolutely, I have a, uh, a pastor out in California, He's a friend of mine, and actually was the one that led this this guy John Gamble to Jesus. Right. That's right. Uh, named Andy McCourt. And he said that uh, if you hear this accent, this is how God's talking. So that's exactly. what it's going to be like in heaven. <laughs> God speaks in an Irish accent, I've heard. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, we'll see you next week. I'll be somewhere in Scotland next week doing our broadcast, I think. So um, anyway, maybe we'll have you on again next week, John. Maybe yeah, we can uh, yeah. yeah, see what we can do. Yeah. But yeah, anyway... God bless everybody. We're praying for you. We believe that God's this message is going to get to your heart if it's the one that you want, that you need to hear. So God bless you. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.